0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back in the building. I hope you're all safe and well. I'd like to start by giving a big shout to all the regular listeners of the show, especially the ones that subscribe. You are the best. But also, hello to the newbies and to the fair-weather followers. We appreciate you too. And you know we'd appreciate you even more if you hit subscribe. Oh, and while you're at it, remember you can find us at Kickback_Nadam on Instagram, and on Twitter. But anyway, it's time to introduce today's guest. If at any point it seems like I'm showing bias, it's because yes, I am biased. He's a former teammate, friend, and captain of the newly crowned Premier League champions. I hope you enjoy my conversation with the man that is Jordan Henderson. Well, 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 would you look who it is. (laughs) I need to start by saying congratulations on winning the Premier League title, even though I'm a blue. Congratulations. (laughs) Thanks, man. And also congratulations on joining the 30 club. Mm, I'm Mm. trying to keep that quiet. No, no, it's out there now. It's (laughs) very, very much out there. How do you feel for it?
1: Mm, not great nah, you, not great I still feel about 23
0: yeah you don't look it mate but sure <laughs> so, so firstly yeah, thanks for coming on I know you guys are all hot property right now so thanks for coming on and also no problem the whole thing for today is I want to learn more about you and your journey to where you are right now yeah and you know yeah. I obviously know some of it but I think there'll be a lot of listeners who'd be very very interested because I remember obviously we played together at Sunderland and it's fair to say that you're in a far different place now compared to where you were ten years ago. Would you agree?
1: Yes, I would. Yeah. Um, but you know, you know, quite well. So I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a different person. Listen, I'll, I'd say I've definitely matured, but I'll be
0: the um, judge of that.
1: Yeah, no, you know, There's been a, there's been a lot happened since um, since the Sunland years.
0: Yeah, I'll be the judge of that. But anyway, let's talk about Sunderland, <laughs> then, Yeah. Um, so, what age were you when you started in that academy?
1: Uh, six, seven.
0: Six or seven? That's how far back yeah. you went? Wow. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So it was School of Excellence there. Uh, um, and I was just playing sort of Sunder League. Um, got asked to go along to the trials when I was like six, seven. And then, yeah, just carried on through the age groups.
0: And at the time then for Sunderland, who, when you were coming through, who were like your idols in the first team? It was probably
1: Phillips. Yeah, legend. was the star man. Mm-hmm. He was the star man then. Julio um, Uwaga was quite a, a fan's favourite as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so them two definitely stood out, I would say.
0: Okay. And so you go through the academy from the age of two, basically. And then you end <laughs> up making your debut. So I imagine you were a fan at the time, yeah? Yes. So what was that like? Yeah what was it like for you then actually playing for the team which you support what was it like making your debut as a fan
1: yeah it was amazing you know that's all I ever dreamed I was a kid was to, just to get in the first team and play at the stage of my life which is where I went most weekends to watch them play with my dad um, so from from sitting in the stand to actually getting on the pitch and putting the shirt on and going out to play was, um, was pretty special
0: yeah and Obviously, you said you were a fan as well. So what were your ambitions like when you were first coming through? Because one thing which I saw from you, and to be fair, just the general tone at the time at Sunderland in 2010, was the big thing was to always just try and beat Newcastle. You know, there were other (laughs) things which were around, It but beating Newcastle felt like the main thing. Was that the case for you when you first came through?
1: Um, Yeah, the rivalry rivalry between Newcastle was pretty big. Um, Always, always has been. Um, And... Yeah, uh, to be honest, when I when I played with Sunderland, it was probably one of the worst defeats I'd had against oh, against Newcastle at St James's Park. Are
0: you going like to say it? Why so, are you talking about this, I
1: know, I know. Um, so not not great memories, but no, yeah. There's been some there's been some good results in the past, but the rivalry was and still is is, is
0: massive, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that so, would you, what would you say your ambitions were then when you first came through as a player?
1: My, f- my ambitions were just to try
0: and get in the first team and stay there
1: and show people how good I was and that I deserved to be playing, just try to improve and, and try to become a regular within the team, really.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you find it hard being a fan and a player at the same time? Because, say, for me, when I was at City for the first couple of years, every time we'd take like a bad loss or whatever, it would affect me for the whole week. Like, I wouldn't even want to leave my house. And looking back, it <laughs> seems kind of wild. Was that a similar thing to you or not? <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, that that Newcastle game we're talking about, I didn't go out my house for two weeks. I didn't even do the shopping. I couldn't go out. Um, So that side of it does become quite personal. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I've I've had that since I've been at Liverpool. So even at Liverpool, it becomes very personal. And it's like my club and the club that, yeah, if you, if you have a, a defeat um, or a bad defeat, then it, it still hits hard.
0: Yeah, for sure. So just to kind of wrap up the Sunderland time a little bit, because obviously, you know, you're from there, you played for them, and that's a big part of your career. But there is a bigger part of your career to come, which we're going to talk about. What would you say your favourite sort of memories were from that time at Sunderland?
1: I think making my debut was a big one.
0: Who was it against? Uh,
1: that was against well, me my first my debut was against Ajax in a friendly at the Steve Malite, which All right. I I remember um, well obviously because it was the first time that I played for the first team. Even though it was a friendly, it was much bigger for me. You know, a lot of the lads that were in the team would have been warming up for the the start of the season, and it was just a normal pre-season game. But for me, that was that was huge. So it was a big um, it was a big moment in my career them Premier League debut I would say, even though the result wasn't great, to go come on away at Stamford Bridge um at halftime was was a big moment. Yeah. Um so I would see them two stand out for us.
0: Okay. And now this is one thing about this show, yeah, is you're talking to me. I'm your friend, yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not a member (laughs) of the media or anything like that. So when I I ask you always thought like this. And also exactly so when I ask you a question (laughs) it's because I actually want to know the answer. There's no sensation or anything to come off the back of it. I just want you to be honest, yeah? So there will be a good few questions throughout this this conversation where like, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say. So this one now, why do you think, or in fact, yeah, why do you think Liverpool wanted to sign you when they did? What was it about you and your game that really enticed them?
1: Um, when I first spoke to, to Liverpool, um, they had all of me sort of stats. They had everything in terms of chances created, final third passes, um, assists, and they compared them to the best players in the Premier League. Um, and the ratio or the percentage on what they were comparing was very, very good good okay. compared to other, mid, other I was playing midfield a little bit wide right at times mm-hmm. so when they were comparing them to, to to midfielders within the Premier League top midfielders then they're seeing that it was quite close in the, the they're seeing something within that and it was all about that at, at the beginning I can remember they looked quite heavily on that in terms of chances creating and stuff like that from midfielders um, I can remember they signed down and, and and Charlie Adam as well at the time who okay. create a lot, assist a lot, mm-hmm. even scored goals. So I think they looked heavily on the on the um on the stats. Okay. I thought I think they looked heavily on that. But also I think Damien Camoli, who who was the chief executive at the time, spoke to Niall Quinn, who was our chairman. And um and obviously Niall spoke about me as a person and what I was like as an individual, which I think obviously helped. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're a cool guy, s- yeah, is
0: what you're saying? Uh, eh? It's because you're a cool guy, that's what you're saying?
1: No, because I, I had so a good that So that sealed it. Him, so he, he sort of helped, he helped like, in terms of, what he just gave him what I was like as a person, how hard that I would work and yeah. that I just, football was me, everything really. I think that, that helps, you know, when getting sort of, uh, a profile of a player that you want to sign Yeah. Um, so I think that helped us and also Kenny Dalglish went to watch a lot of my games that I played and liked what he'd seen mm-hmm. so when I had the conversation with him um, it was very clear for me where I wanted to go and the best place for me was was to go to Liverpool
0: So was it easy for you then or oh, in fact not what was it easy for you like how did you feel then as a Sunderland boy you were playing for the team which you've supported you're becoming a part a very significant part of that team was it easy for you to leave how did you feel <laughs> <laughs> um obviously it was
1: something that I'd thought about, but something that in me in my head I always wanted to progress um and I always wanted to improve and I knew that if the time comes um if the time come to go to a a bigger club that was maybe playing in Europe and challenging for, for trophies and things like that, then there was an opportunity that I wanted to take and I wanted to go and I wanted to improve. And I think most of the, the Sunderland fans understood that mm-hmm. um, and were happy for us to go. And also, to be honest, the club were getting a, a good amount of money for us, which would help them financially. So I've seen it as a win-win, really. So when, when, I, when I heard Liverpool wanted us, it was um, it was a pretty easy de- easy decision. Yeah, I can
0: imagine that. Um, so as you go into Liverpool then, what would you say your biggest concerns were like when you were first heading over there?
1: Um, it was, it was it was like um it, when I walked in the training room, it was like your first day at school again. You know, yeah. it was um, it was yeah, I was a little bit nervous, but I was also excited, and I wanted to to show people that well how good I was and how good I can be, and I can help the team. And um, and um, and going in there, there was a lot of big characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously tough. looking up someone like Gerard was was a a huge player, and looking up to someone like him from a kid mm-hmm. to then being, shared, being sharing a dressing room with him was a little bit strange, and a little bit it took us a little bit time to get used to. I think, but um, but overall, I was just really excited to to go there and and see what it was like, and, and try and adapt as best I could.
0: Mm-hmm. And serious question now: How long do you think it took before you felt like you really deserved to be there? Hmm. Um, a while um
1: i think it took us a while to to get used to the size of the club and yeah. the expectation and the criticism and and everything that comes along with it um and it it, didn't, it took us a few years i would say to really? to really feel like um i deserved to to, to be playing there mm-hmm. I, I, I always knew that I, I could it was just being it was just the the timing of it and, um, and 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 some performances and just getting used to the whole move away to a massive club mm-hmm. it was just getting used to that sort of um, environment really but when the criticism comes and I'm, I was only what twenty one at the time just turned twenty one um, and you, you're finding out how to deal with loads of things you know big price tag um, so people straight away were were out to to judges, really, um, but really, that period was really tough. But looking back, it was a period that I learned so much from, and um, definitely made us a better, a better, a stronger person, and a, and a probably a better player as well.
0: Yeah, you've you've answered a couple of things which I was going to ask you there going forward. Because one, what I was going to say was like, does perception matter to you? Like the perception of your teammates, the fans, the media? Like, does in fact, not even does it matter? Did it matter back then?
1: in terms of myself or, yeah
0: in terms of say for example um you know what you are as a player but if you hear people saying and they're thinking that they don't think you are who you think you are does that bo- did that bother you slash does it bother you or can you overcome that
1: i think i think criticism at that time like i say i was only i was only 21 um i was used to a criticism anyway. yeah. Um. Obviously, coming in as a local lad, then you are going to get criticised at some point. So I was used to it a little bit, but then when I went to Liverpool, it was, was sort of another level. Mm-hmm. Um. And it was more, um. It was it was just much bigger, and the expectation was 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 much bigger. Um. So I wasn't I wasn't so much bothered about perception, but I think sometimes it can become personal, and then, um. And you sort of try to not look, and you try to hide away from from what's being said, and you try to just try to focus on what what your job is and what you need to do. Um, but at times, I, I did feel as though that did affect us because I would, I would, I would probably try too hard. Mm. I would overcomplicate things. I would be thinking too much, and ultimately, that didn't help me game at all. Yeah. Um, and that was that was just trying to deal with that situation, and I, I didn't really know. The best way to deal with it, because it was new to us, um, so it was just finding my way through that, finding my feet, and 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 to be honest, the, the thing that helped us the most through that was just get my head down and work as hard as I can, whether that would be on a training pitch, um, in the gym, everything just just was
0: focused on trying to be be better and prove people wrong. Yeah, for sure. And here's a tough. Question, but it's probably easier to answer now. Looking back, do you think any of some of that criticism was fair of you at the time? Yes, you do.
1: Um, Because I think when you come to a a club like Liverpool, you're expected to perform every week. And if I look, even at the time, I knew my performances weren't great. My performance level wasn't wasn't good at all in certain games. I I think about looking back, um, and I felt as though games were just passed by and. I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't do anything. I mean, I'd always try to to run around and work hard and do all of that stuff. But at Liverpool, you need a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and performance level was. It was just. It was. I wasn't enjoying the football. It was just. Um. A lot was. A lot was happening, and um. And I wasn't really performing. And ultimately, you're going to get criticised. You're going to get judged on performances. So I can understand it, but. I think some some of that can become personal and, and can cross the line at times, and yep. um, and that's that's the tough part to deal with, and that's when um, you've just got to try
0: to to use that as best you can to um, to improve and to prove people wrong going forward. All right. Well, I've not fully mentioned him yet, but obviously I have to because it's Liverpool. So we're going to talk about Steven Gerrard. Yeah. Do you think like this is this isn't a loaded question, even though it may appear so. Do you think you played better when he was in the team and at Liverpool, or when after he left?
1: Um, Well, I think since Stevie's gone, I've I've all I've improved, but I feel as I've done that every year. Yeah. So I always want to improve. I always want to get better. Um, So at at the minute, I would say I'm, I'm a better player because. Of the the experiences that I've been through, the things I've improved on, the things that I've learned, yeah, um, my experiences working with different players, different managers, um, has helped my game definitely. So, it, it, at the minute, I would definitely say I'm a I'm a better player, uh, or I'm in, I'm I'm more improved as a player. But at the same time, when I played with Stevie, I uh, I felt as though I performed. Really well. If I look back on the season 2013, 14, um, I performed really well when we're challenging for the for the title. Yeah. Um. And on a consistent
0: basis, and then um, and probably the year after that as well. Yeah, that's brilliant. So one thing I've noticed about you, obviously, like with friends and we talk and we talk. But you, you, give, you give the best safe answers I've ever heard, seriously. It's incredible. <laughs> you know what I mean? You will not throw anyone under the experience. bus. I know. You will, you will not throw anybody under the bus ever. What a teammate. <laughs> <laughs> so did you... All right then. So with Stevie again, or Stevie Gerrard, did you feel more pressure playing with him or playing after he left? I've never even thought about it, to be honest.
1: Really? It wasn't a question in my mind about whether I'd felt I, felt... I feel the same. Really? You know, I'd always... I've always felt responsibility. There was times where Stevie would, would be injured and wouldn't play, would, would, would be the same. You know, if, if anything, Steve, having Steven Gerrard on your team was, was massive. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're walking out with, with players like Stevie and, and Suarez and players like that when he was there, um, huge players, you feel, you feel even more confident. You feel as though you can you can beat anyone really yeah. um so having him in, yeah playing, to get, playing with him was was so special um for me, but for for all the players and, and what he could do on the football pitch, but I never ever thought about the difference when he was playing or when he wasn't.
0: yeah what a huge flex that is so let's talk about current day Liverpool yeah so there's a number which sticks in my mind, and I don't know if you know what this stands for, but it's, the number is one thousand. 170. What does that mean to you? Anything? 1170. Yeah. Does that mean anything to you? Not really, no. Okay. I'm, this, is, this is a stat of some sort. Oh, of it's a huge stat. It's a huge stat. It's a huge stat. Right. I was asking Siri about a specific <laughs> number. It's a huge stat. But that right. number is the amount of days it's been since you guys last lost at home in the league. 1170, right. which <laughs> is like a huge flex. That's unbelievable. Like, most teams will take maybe like a five game run or something, or a six game run, but you're in, th- you're over a thousand days without losing at home. That's nuts. Do you, firstly, do you remember who yeah. that was against? Is that in the Premier League? That's in the Premier League. Yeah, that's just Premier League. Mm. This is just a- going back to April 23rd, 2017. 2017? Like, 2017. 2017. Wow, right. April. Exactly. This is this is like this is honest like elite level privilege. You can't even remember the last um, time you lost cuz it was such such a long time ago. 2017. Exactly. You keep saying it. It's such a long like, time. But you're not expected to remember. That's, that's, <laughs> um <laughs> That's, Chelsea, maybe? No, it was Crystal Palace. No. but it's just, Palace. I was going to say a Palace. But it's it's just yeah, it's so wild because like yeah. I, I think I remember watching that game as well. But just thinking it, it's three years. Like what? Yeah. That's, to be honest,
1: when you th- to be honest when you think about it, it is it is a long time. Um, but as you can see from my reaction, that we don't really think about it too much.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, literally.
1: I mean. I mean, I'm sales, you, as you know, is a, is a really hard place to go anyway. Mate,
0: don't take my content. Um, I'm going to get to this. Don't take my content. Relax. I'm, on, I'm in charge here, not you, Paul. All right? You're just answering right, the questions. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to know um, from around those sort of times, like what's changed so much at the club to make you guys essentially be so dominant? Because it's fair to say, in my opinion, obviously you've won the league this year, but you did more than enough last year to have won the league at any other point if it wasn't for what City did. So like mm. what's what's changed, really, to make everything so solid and special?
1: I think, obviously, since, since the manager come in, um, he changed, I think, everybody's sort of belief and what we're trying to achieve and what we're trying to do as, as a club, really, and as, as the players and the fans and everyone. Um, and if you go right back to the beginning... Um, I just always had this confidence that whatever he said would was going to happen. You believed everything he said, mm-hmm. um, and to be honest, yeah, he he delivered on that, and we've followed his lead, and we've done everything that he's asked of us. And when we've done that, then it's been pretty successful and, and pretty special. So um, he's had a huge part on that sort of. I'd say last well, since he's been at the club last four years or whatever it is, um, since he's been there. And you can see the progression each year um, getting better and better, learning each more, uh, learning more and more each each year um, and just just improving and just keeping the same principles, but improving, learning on the training field, giving everything. And you can see players improving. You can Mm -hmm. see the team improving. And then when the fans obviously get that belief, and um, Anfield becomes a real fortress as, as you as you've mentioned, and it's a real tough
0: place to go. Listen, I've not just mentioned it; I've seen it with my own eyes. I've lived through it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a wild place. You've seen me take a red card there. I've, I've seen you on Jamie Carragher's last game, like trying to triple block me so he could get a goal. I remember all this. I remember all these moments, <laughs> mate. I was like, why, Jordan? Why are you standing there? I'm I'm not mocking you. Next thing. bump. No, <laughs> yeah, I wanted, to just, I wanted you to try and sort of point into words, if you can, what that's like for the fans. Like, obviously, for people, you know what it's like, but as a, as a player on that team playing at Anfield, on those big occasions, like, what's that like? Because for me, on the opposition side, I've seen people vanish, like, completely vanish. I've seen people basically shaking as they walk out onto the field. I've seen people start touching the this, this is Anfield sign on the way out, thinking like, what are you doing? Like, you, this, you're not even for that team. You know, like, <laughs> it completely gets in their head. And, like, what what is it like being the home team? Because as I say, I know far, I know really too well what it's like being the away team. Mm.
1: Um. Yeah, really, it's special, as you can imagine. I mean, just feel unstoppable at times. Yeah. You know, the, the fans are, are, are so good and, and help so much. So, at the minute, obviously, we're missing them a lot, um, and it is a lot different without them. But um, yeah, just to create this special atmosphere, and, and that starts from the players, of course. You know, in terms of how we approach the game, how we start games, what we, we how we play, really the energy that we create, mm-hmm. and then the fans sort of follow us, and um, and it creates a real special atmosphere with an Anfield that, no matter where, what what point the game's at, or what the score is, or or who's got momentum and who hasn't. You always feel as though that can change at any time for mm. for, for for the good for our team just because of, of
0: Anfield and what 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 the fans create really. Yeah. So you've been at Liverpool now for how many years? Is it nine years? Eight years? Yeah. Nine, yeah. So how would you describe yourself as a player now and as a teammate now compared to what you were like when you first came?
1: <sighs>
0: um
1: well, I've obviously matured a lot. You know, I've been here a long, long time. I come as a, a young boy, um, learned a lot through the process. You know, I had ups and downs, um, but always, I'd like to think I've always given hundred and ten percent each game, every game that I put on the shirt, and um, and I give everything. And in terms of teammates, yeah, every every there's not many teammates that I that I haven't respected or haven't really got on with. Um, I've been fortunate enough and lucky enough to work with some amazing people and amazing players. So I I I feel as though I'm very lucky, you know, I'm very privileged to be in the position that I'm in because of the world-class players that I've played with, with the world-class managers that I've worked under, with the staff, um, everything really. So I I feel as though I've I've been very lucky on my journey um, so far, um, but I just try to make the most of it and, um, and dedicate everything I've got to it.
0: That's brilliant. So, um, Obviously, I've never played for Liverpool, but you'll be due a testimonial next year. Just saying. (laughs) I'll just leave that one out there. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so we mentioned perception before, yeah? So I've got a rhetorical question, and I'm going to say it to you. You don't have to answer, but I'm going to say it to you, yeah? And as I say, we spoke about perception and people from the outside, people from the inside and so on. Sometimes I think there's a disconnect between people you play with and people who just watch games on a Saturday. Because I've always felt that any player who plays week in, week out for a team is doing so because a coach or whoever sees something in them from Monday through Friday and maybe a bit on Saturday, which means that they're trusted enough to be selected again. Whereas the people who only see a game on a Saturday or don't even see the full game, just see highlights from a game on a Saturday, they form some of the biggest, strongest opinions about people. Yeah. So with that as like a disclaimer before I, I begin, let me, just ask, <laughs> let me just pose this question. need to make sure I say this right. I need to deliver this correctly, okay? (laughs) So if a player plays week in, week out for one of the top clubs in the world and wins some of the biggest trophies available, as captain of said club, do you think it's possible that that person could even be a bad player? No, no, (laughs) no absolutely no chance on this earth at all okay you don't have to say anything but no so just before we move on anyway this is this is a special moment i'm going to present my platform to you and say is there anything you'd like to say to any of your haters listening right now is there anything you'd like to say to them
1: um not really i think do to, to be honest Throughout football no matter um, it, again you go I go back to learning this when I was 21 would would have would a lot of hate and a lot of criticism affected us probably mm-hmm. in, in, a, in, a, in a weird way that I would then try too hard and, and and maybe overthink things and that would affect us and obviously lack confidence um now I would say um I sort of look for criticism a lot more, okay. Rather than rather than hiding away and not trying to to find it. Okay. You're always, all, people are always going to criticize you, mm-hmm. no matter how good, or no matter what you do, how good you are, how bad you are. People will always have an opinion, and will always judge you for for whatever they think or whatever they see.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and to be honest, the only people that that is important to me is is my teammates. Okay. And me manager, yeah, um, and that's that's all that's important to us. So, I mean, all the people that do here. Hate- i probably i probably want to thank them to be honest because yeah, they're go. the ones that just give us that energy
0: that there's a spice that, that fire fire again there's the spice i was looking for it took a while but it came out but anyway let me answer on your behalf so you gave the the best answer possible i think i remember reading that, art, that answer in like page three of the booklet of like how to respectfully say things so good for you for, <laughs> for knowing that but for me like i'll, I'll ask the question again have you got a message for any of your haters listening Well, now I'm going to be, I'm going to pretend to be you for a second and say, let me clear my throat. So there's a UEFA Champions League, there's a Premier League, there's a League Cup, there's a Super Cup, there's a World Club Championship, 55 England caps in 2019, English Men's Player of the Year. To all the haters out there how does that sound but yeah let's (laughs) let's uh (laughs) can can we talk about england you don't have to own that that's me saying that everyone that's not jordan relax everyone that's not jordan so so let's talk can we talk about england for a second yeah because obviously you know you're you're a big part of that whole setup now and obviously you know you're an older player now a veteran within the camp but you're still a you're still a part of it so a big moment in our lifetimes in terms of English football was the World Cup, yeah? So, how do you view that run now in the World Cup? Now you can look back. Do you think it was successful or do you think maybe you underachieved?
1: Mm, No, I definitely thought we'd done something... um, something... yeah, different, and it felt it felt special because I can I can just remember seeing the scenes from back in England mm-hmm. and the fans, and I felt as though that was a, a tournament where sort of the players and the fans like reconnected a little bit. Yeah, you know, I feel as though in the past that we have underachieved and we haven't got to the levels that we maybe should have. Yeah, for for different reasons, but I've always felt that. That connection was maybe everybody just thought as soon as England got to a tournament, then they sort of writ us off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the the past experiences that they've had. But with this one, I felt as though we're reconnected with the fans mm-hmm. and um and it was a special I think that's a special moment for us as as a team and as a country to to give them something back and to celebrate something. Um that we've been waiting for for so long, but on the other hand, I am a little bit disappointed because I feel as though we certainly could have got to the final. Yeah, um, and then and then you never know. So disappointing in, what, in one way and on how we went out, but ultimately very proud to be a part of that team and what we achieved in that tournament because. No England team has done that for for a long, long time. And I think it was a a good time to give the fans something back and something for them to shout about and celebrate um, going through each stage. And I think also giving the team confidence, you know, for future Mm. tournaments. There's a lot of young players coming through, a lot of young players playing in that tournament. So going forward, I think that'll put us in good stead.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. So since you obviously are a big part of the Liverpool team and you've become a big part of the England team as well, you can get a feel for this now. But which, which one do you think comes... Which, Sorry. Who do you feel more pressure or do you think there is more pressure for, playing for rather, Liverpool or playing for England? Which one carries the most weight?
1: Oh,
0: um, for, for me, I would say Both got um Jordan, 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 answer, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, a very serious answer. Just just but just have a minute. Just take a breather, reset, and just give some honest answers, please.
1: It's well, is that, that is honest. I mean I feel I feel a huge responsibility every every week or every every game I play for Liverpool, you know, and um yeah, I, I, like I, like I've said before, i have dedicated my life for a number of years, and we'll continue to do that for Liverpool. I, I feel as though it's it's a part of me now. It's 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 something that I would yeah you can you can imagine I'd do anything just to just to keep playing for as long as I can at this football club. Um, but then England to represent your country
0: mm-hmm.
1: is some is something really special as well, and you wanna. You want to give everything and you want to do everything to, to, for, for the country so it's um, it's so hard to be able to say one has more weight than the other because to be honest every time I play football I want I feel that pressure to deliver yeah. you know I feel the pressure to deliver for my teammates to to go and win games I feel the pressure to, to deliver for the fans, for the city, for the country, whoever it may be. Um, I always feel that and always will and always will will give everything I've got. So unfortunately I haven't really got a I can't I can't I can't differentiate them too. this is this is so good. It's
0: been so long since I spoke to someone who could talk for five minutes and say nothing. Like this is so impressive. <laughs> oh man this is brilliant you know what i mean like but, uh, oh just, I, I wrote down the question told okay i told you the
1: people watching would be asleep after 20 oh, minutes what you didn't believe it. if
0: anyone's still listening now we appreciate you me. <laughs> 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 so i've just i've got some just general questions for you then because we've moved on from England now um so your team is obviously winning trophies now i've named but a few of them just a second ago and now you're winning like what is what's your motivation? Like, what do you want to achieve next year? Like, you've you've won these things which have never been won before. The, sorry, the Premier League's never been won by Liverpool before and now it's been won. Like, what's your next thing to motivate you? What 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 comes next?
1: Whew. Keep winning, keep improving, you know, improving is the is the biggest thing. I think you've got, to, you've got to keep improving, you've got to keep learning because teams will improve mm-hmm. and they will get better. So if you stand still, then You 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 won't yeah you you'll sort of get left behind. So it's it's all about keep improving, keep learning, just focusing on what we've done for so long now. You know it hasn't been as if it was one season or or even two seasons. I feel as though for a number of years now we've been so consistent, so consistent performance, and that's the main thing is performance because you can't really control result. Um, in football sometimes you can perform really well and lose a game Mm. so it's all about performance and how you can perform every single week and if you do that then you have a higher chance of winning basically and I think it's just keep on the performance level high keep improving and once you've had a taste for success and you've had a taste of of winning trophies it gives you an appetite to want more and to keep going and, and to keep going so um, we've proven that over the past year. You know, I think if you look after if you look after Champions League, you could see well we won a big trophy. Then what's finished ninety seven points Premier League, won the Champions League, and um, oh what's to go and I That's think so I think to, to to show straight away to win Super Cup, to win World Cup Championship, and obviously to win Premier League shows the desire and the hunger within the team. Um, to want to carry on and win big trophies and, and hopefully we can
0: carry that on for a long time. Right, so I'm going to th- I'm gonna interject here and say something because I remember you in 2010 and we were playing at home against <laughs> Newcastle and I remember, I think we drew the game and you walked off the field and you were like just in awe of the whole situation about, oh, this is Sunderland, Newcastle, this is such a big deal, I want to be a part of this, blah, blah, blah. And I said, uh, and I remember saying like, yeah, that's, it's great. There is more out there though, but it's great. And now <laughs> I've just had to listen to you for two minutes Lecturing to me about every trophy which you've won in the last two years from, uh, you know, we won the Champions League and we had 97 points, then we won the Super Cup, then we won the World Club. Mate, relax, okay? Relax. (laughs) There's no reason for you to be flexing on me like this, all right? (laughs) just take it easy.
1: I'm just trying to prove me point that the what? you can always get better and you can always want more. Just because you win something doesn't mean that you're going to stop. You yeah. know, you're always going to want more. Yeah,
0: but then you've won everything now. So what's up? Like, just relax. We haven't won everything. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you want to go and win again. Oh, yeah.
1: You want to go and win again and again and again. And Mate, that's the, 10 years. That winning, you know, I think to keep winning and winning and winning. If you look at teams yeah. um, that their yeah, Premier Leagues or Champions Leagues or whatever, I think that's that's where you wanna be. You wanna be known for being the best team ever really or, or one of the best teams ever and to do that then you need to continue to win
0: trophies yeah just, we were losing you a little bit then so I've missed a little bit of it but I can probably fill in the blanks with you saying yeah we're the greatest team ever blah 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 we're going to keep winning blah 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 steady we're going to dominate steady. everybody blah 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 does that <laughs> seem about right? no? alright cool. <laughs> so what um, of all the stuff which you've won then in the last few years especially with you as captain like what would you say your favourite trophies been?
1: oof
0: um Tough, tough that. Very tough. I think like right, again, I'm not gonna give you a straight answer because I can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. You absolutely can't. Can. You absolutely can. You absolutely, can. Can. You absolutely can. can. You absolutely can. I literally
1: can't, and these are the reasons why. So the Champions League was incredible. Yes. Was it was an amazing moment, you know, to win it. Um the way we did in terms of Barcelona semi-final then going to to Madrid and winning it there losing the Champions League final the year before Mm -hmm. to then come back and have the opportunity to win it again and win it was a feeling that I can never describe, you know, it was incredible Um, emotion everything was just mad really you know, that's night, a moment that I'll never ever ever forget and that's Obviously my first big trophy that I'd won. Um, and it'll always be special mm-hmm. um, to me, to me personally, and obviously the lads, but um Premier League was something that I've always dreamed of winning. Um, especially at Liverpool, to give something to the fans that they haven't had for so long. I know how much they wanted it and how much it means to them. Um was was an amazing feeling as well to give them something back that they'd wanted for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, that's why I can't really choose between them two. But I'm also proud of all the other trophies that I've won. I mean, the World Club Championship was... I mean, a lot of people... I felt as though a lot of of people in England don't really see the World Club Championship as that big of a deal, you know? But I just think because not 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 many teams go to the world club championships and, yeah. and to go there and win that was so special as well, you know, to be um to to be world club champions. It was I felt that was that was a special trophy yeah. um and something that, that was unique. Yeah. Um so all of the trophies I'm very grateful I'm grateful of, you know, I'm very lucky to be a part of the team that've
0: that have won them and hopefully there's there's more to come <laughs> yeah um you know i am wondering if i should have called you actually cuz i these these set responses i could have written them down myself and just done an impression of your <laughs> voice <laughs> i don't i don't have a favorite you know I, I value them all every single thing this every bit that you know i can't i can't i you can't i can't i can't i just in the feeling of uh, winning uh, I d do, I don't know. I can't I can't differentiate each one. Alright, let me come from a different angle then. If next year you could win one trophy, which one would you choose? <laughs> Get that into you. Come on, mate. Don't just don't listen, this is a podcast. You're meant to talk. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably see it. All of them. I'd like to win all of them because, you know, as a, I don't have a favourite, you know, everything's great, but I blah, would blah.
1: I would, well, I would like to see that, but I don't think you're going to let us see that yet. No, um, if,
0: if you can say it if you want, but we'll dub over the top of it, you saying something else. <laughs> well, how about this and how about all of them? But I feel as though
1: the Premier League, because it's over the year yeah. and over a season, you know, a lot of games... Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to be so consistent throughout so many good... T- I just think that is... Well, I'd like to see how, how long have, have Liverpool been waiting to win this yeah. Premier League title? It's been so long and it's, that just proves how difficult it is. So, um, if I had to choose one, if you were pushing us, I'd probably see that. But honestly, it's not even the first thing in my mind. It's just about
0: winning every game or trying to win every game that we're playing and see where that takes us. Yeah, I get you. Right. To finish, I'm gonna ask you some questions about your Liverpool team because this is what people have been waiting for. They just want some tea on your team, yeah. Like I'm not gonna throw anyone okay. under the bus, say anything controversial, but I want honesty yeah. for you, okay? All right. Okay. And you can I'll
1: be i t- I'll be hard, I'll be it'll be tough for us this, but we'll try. No,
0: no, 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 no. The questions aren't that harsh because I'm not after headlines. But I just want right. I want to get to know your team, yeah. So mm-hmm. You're, you've been selected as one of the captains for your team in training, and you've got to pick, uh, say five players, yeah. But it's no, it's not that yeah. deep. It's not that deep. But you get the first pick. Who do you pick? This is for a. This is for a. What is it, say? A sixer side. Who is your first pick? It's an important pick. You can't. You can't waste this one. For everyone who doesn't, you can't see the video. Jordan's here thinking. He's thinking on the podcast. This is the thinking um, podcast where people say nothing and just think. I hear questions like this. Bro. Cheers, I cheers go. mate. Why you, hang on. Why are you asking like, people ask you this question all the time? Because it doesn't happen. People... No, but I hear, I hear like pick your five or pick uh, I just
1: There's so many. I mean, how can I choose from the players…
0: Because you, you have a
1: squad, who can I pick? You, That's, this would never happen. The manager chooses who the five-a-side teams are. Get
0: off the fence. Get <laughs> off the fence. All right, so the so the two captains, you'd say there's you and Lil, let's say Van Dijk is the other captain, yeah? So now you've right. got to think about that head-to-head. So who are you picking first to go against his team?
1: I think it's important to have a... Uh, first pick OK here would be Alisson.
0: Allison, okay. And then, who would his pick be? Who, Virgil's? Yes. I haven't a clue, because I'm not in. No, but think, you know how this place works. Don't try and spin me off here. I'm not having this.
1: I'm not having this. I, I, I haven't a clue, because I'm not in. I'm no, in. All right, okay then. So... You, you, yeah,
0: who would you all pick? Be the question. Ooh, 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 great one. Ooh. Listen, we're talking about training here, not stuff we see on Saturdays. So I don't have a clue. I've never seen a training session.
1: Honestly, I close my eyes and I point.
0: You are pathetic. That's absolutely. That's that's a
1: all of there's that there's that much quality in our in team that I wouldn't be. I wouldn't care who my five side team was. I know that whoever it was i have got you.
0: would be right up. Would be challenging. Yeah. So they've got you. So it doesn't matter who you who you pick because you're going to win it him. anyway.
1: I'd push it. <laughs> 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 there's All that right. much quality. There's that much quality in the side. It right. can be. It can be anyone.
0: All right. Let Let me let me change that one then. <clears throat> you've got you've got you've got me first. Pick out them as Yeah. Yeah. Just about. Just about you. To pick a goalkeeper is pretty safe, but yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> well, that's why I picked it. Exactly, mate. Right. I'm not daft. You know what I mean? You may be old, but I'm older. Right. So who then? This is going to be not a bad, but who is the worst trainer?
1: You're not going to like the answer to this.
0: And how do you know? Because
1: it's on the fence again. Oh, that's right. Um, okay. But but what I'd I'd say is there's nobody <sighs>
0: God's sake.
1: that... We, Do you know how you get teams where you you sort of go, he's really bad in training, but then game he comes alive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You get them type of players. Yeah. The manager wouldn't allow that in our training. Right. Okay. So if someone's not training well, they'll know about it and they'll be training well the next
0: day. (laughs) Okay. That's That's a good answer. That's a good answer. I respect that. (laughs) Yeah. I respect that. (laughs) So now let's talk about the social side of it. Who is the person where if you send them a text, they'll take forever responding? Like, say you urgently need someone.
1: Yeah. Um, Ox.
0: Okay. Yeah. Who is the person who, where, uh, if you need them urgently, like, you'll send a message and they'll respond within a tenth of a second? Who lives Millie. on a... Who, Milner? I
1: think so. Brilliant. i see he's the most reliable. M-
0: brilliant, that. Who is the best for <laughs> music? Like, who plays the best music? Who would you trust to, like, just put something on? Mm. Um...
1: Probably
0: Verge or Genie. Just so everyone's aware, obviously Jordan plays for Liverpool. So Verge is Virgil Van Dijk, and Genie is, yeah, is is Alden yeah. yeah, Is that right? You yeah. Know, we, yeah, we're not we're not all tight with Premier League champions, mate. So just yeah, sorry, give us a bit of context. <laughs> 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 um, all right, here's a tough one for you then, yeah. Oh, because you'll probably try uh. and sit on the fence about this. Who yeah. would you say Klopp's love child is in the squad? Like, who's his absolute teacher's pet favourite?
1: Um, well, we'll go out of two because they always talk about it, or they've been asked this question before. Okay. So we'll go Robbo and Trent because Robbo says it's him and Trent thinks it's him.
0: Right, okay. So, yeah, that says a lot then. What do you think it is about yeah. those two <laughs> that, that make the manager love them so much?
1: Um,. Mm. Uh, trying not,
0: try not to reveal be, uh, too much eh? trying to say something without saying anything is that what you're going for no
1: nah, I'm trying to be honest I answered on terms of because I know I've seen Trent and Robbo being asked this question and they both said themselves
0: right okay. so
1: so I'm trying to figure out why they would uh, I'm not really sure to be honest I can't really answer that one
0: okay so there's no one that sucks up to their manager now nah there's no one I would say gets Special treatment. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm sure there is we'll talk <laughs> about this afterwards, yeah. Um, <laughs> right. So I'm gonna say this in two ways. One's for our audience, one's for the American audience, yeah. So say you're trapped in a lift or for the Americans in an elevator. Yeah. Who is the and you're gonna be trapped in there for like maybe ten hours? Who well, is the last person you wanna be sharing that lift with in your team? Could be for any reason, whether they panic or whether they're really boring. Like, who's the last person you want to be in there with? Um, the last person. The last person. Who? Mm. See, you... good question. Oh, geez, good man. question. That's, that's that's terrific. It's made my whole day. Do you know what Millie would either be the first
1: or the last? Really, Depending what? on the situation. Why? What's the so, situation? What's the last I think situation? It's, I think if you were trapped in an elevator. Millie would be, if there's anybody going to get you out and anybody going to get the elevator working again to get out, it's going to be Millie. Yeah. So you're going to want him in there. Yeah. However, if he can't get you out and you're stuck... Yeah. He's going to drive. I think he'll just keep, he'll keep going and going he'll just, rather than just relaxing. Yeah, yeah. And just yeah. thinking, someone will come and get us. Yeah. I just don't think you'll be able to do it. I think you'll just constantly be trying to get out. Yeah. And brilliant. it'll make me worse and it'll make his panic a little bit more. So,
0: yeah, Mona. I hope that it.
1: answers your question. You
0: know that answers it perfectly. Yeah. That's actually a respectable <laughs> answer for you. I was hoping you were going to say him a lot. Right. So, I've got two more questions. Here's the penultimate one. So, we've gone back in time now. We're actually playing Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah Mm -hmm. because obviously I don't know if people still play that game but we're doing it anyway and now it's the million pound question Mm -hmm. and you don't know the answer but the Mm -hmm. option to phone a friend is there yeah? Yeah So instead of you saying who you'd you'd pick who is the last person in the Liverpool squad that you'd like to see called when a million pounds is on the line to answer a question because they will not have a clue (laughs) Um (laughs) Yeah. I'll say
1: I'll say Robo only because there'll be worse I think there'll be worse people than Robo yeah. to rain. But we'll play tenable quite a bit yeah. on the bus. Uh-huh. Um and Robo Robo hates answering the question, so I he avoids a lot. Right. So he just- he, 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 he avoids committing to the to the to the answer right so i'm gonna see a rubble for a
0: little bit of banner okay cool right before you go then this is the last question and this is for me this is the biggest question i've waited the longest i've waited all the way to the end for this point so if anyone's still listening i appreciate you being here but this is the main one (laughs) like this is me being completely serious now yeah just before you go so this like this is so hard for me to to ask like it's because, you know, we're friends and stuff. This is a big deal. This is the big This is the big question. This is the big one. I know I'm mm-hmm. hyping up. This mm-hmm. is a really big question. <laughs> but with your experience, which trophy is harder to lift? The Premier League or the Champions League? Do you know what this you don't even have easy, to answer? I've oh, yeah, rest I mean, my case. I, League, yeah. I rest my case. You're captain fantastic. You've done the business, mate. How many people can, <laughs> this, can, can know that answer? I've made my point. I've made I my point. I
1: don't know the answer
0: yet. Well... well Oh, have you not lifted it yet? Not yet. All right, okay. Make sure you send us an audio note when the time comes. And just remember, flex on everyone every single day because you're the champion that people try to hate on. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell my God. thanks for thanks for no, speaking thanks. to us. Man. Thanks for speaking thanks, to us. Thanks, Mate. No, yeah. no problem. And you enjoy the procession of the next six games in the Premier League or whatever you want to call it. You enjoy that, eh? Steady. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, good speech. Steady. Good speech, mate. Thank nah, you very thanks, much. Man. Thanks, Mate. Thanks, Mate. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. I'm very lucky to be friends with people who've been at the top of their profession. And I think learning what gives them the edge is always fun. If you agree with me, make sure to share your feedback with us at kickback underscore on Instagram and Twitter. And remember, links to the kickback playlist are in the show notes. And now to close, I'd like to say thank you to the main man that is producer Ryan Hale, to the media manager that is Skylar Warwick, thank you to mountain air studios draper utah and last but not least to all the listeners you are awesome so please stay safe and stay tuned till next time